Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Okay. All right. Hey, guys, welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Glad to have you guys here. And Marshall, you too. Welcome back, dude. Glad to be back. Glad to have you guys back as well. Heck yeah. So what's been going on? Oh, life, man. Life has been crazy lately. Yeah. <laughs> I know. it's It's been awfully busy oh, here yeah. lately for us, too. You know, we've just been trying to... We've been getting firewood for the winter and... Yeah. And, we, and then, of course, you know, we've been continuing on with the podcast uh, in your mm-hmm. absence, but yeah. Yes. Other than that... Not too much. I don't think anything has really even gone on this week worth talking about, really. Yeah, not a lot on my end either. It's just been um, just working a lot. Yeah, I've been working probably, uh, let's say, a couple hours late every day, almost every day, just trying to get things caught up and get yeah. some more work done and kind of get ahead of the game a little bit. And But uh, it's good, though. Oh, man. No so... We, I, I hosted our men's group the other night here in, here in this room, actually. And, uh, the, yeah. one of our buddies, he brought, he went ahead and smoked like three racks of ribs and they were, Come on. By, by the time we were done with them, they were double smoked. He smoked them and then we smoked them. I mean, we killed three <laughs> racks of ribs between <laughs> Man, that sounds good. I haven't had good ribs. I've had ribs, period, in a long time. Yeah, what the heck? And you're in Texas. Yeah, I just never. If we, like when we go out to eat, usually the places we go to don't have ribs. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just gotta like, find a good barbecue place somewhere. You know, that might be a misconception, though. I, I, I would think that anybody from Texas, that's what they eat: barbecue, smoked everything. <laughs> 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 there's a there's there's a lot of good barbecue joints in the metroplex uh that i've been to that have fantastic food but um and there's some stuff i hear where we live too just not as much um we, we usually we usually stick to the same restaurants mm-hmm. that we, you know on a regular basis when, when, when we go out but uh but no i could go for some a good set of ribs honestly that sounds sounds pretty good the heck yeah well, you know, I guess for the sake of time and everything, we probably ought to be good uh, to our audience this week. We went really long last week. If you, I don't know if you checked it out or not. But <laughs> boy, we did go. I haven't pretty listened long. to it yet. Did you? Yeah, yeah, we did. We went. It was like an hour and forty-five minutes. Woo! That's a long one. I know. Even it. cut down. I'm sure it's still pretty long. <laughs> right. Uh, so anyway, so we're, we're going to, and I pre-warned you about this. We're going to finish up Luke chapter 21. And of course, uh, Christian wasn't, isn't able to join us tonight either because he's heading off to Mm -hmm. scout out some land and, uh, or houses in North Carolina where he's going to be moving. So 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So anyway, I would have liked to have him on just to kind of round out chapter 21, but hey, that's all right. We're good. Yeah, we got this. I know. <laughs> but okay, so it's, uh, you know, what we were saying in the last podcast about this was that Jesus, and I was, t- I've been talking about this for like a week now since we uh, got into 21. And, you know, he, Jesus is talking in, in this chapter, about, you know, he goes from one talking about the upcoming destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. And then he, he kind of yep. he it's it's a comparison as to what it's going to be like when Jesus returns in the second coming. But so what is he focuses right. at the beginning of the chapter in uh, this destruction in this near future of Jerusalem, and then where we're kind of going to start to pick up tonight in verse twenty five is he he makes a he makes a hard turn and then just starts talking about the uh his return and his actual return Mm -hmm. and uh so i I it's it's really interesting how it's how it all comes together because then uh towards the end of the chapter he kind of does a full recap of everything yeah (laughs) right yeah no it's true no i i was i kind of started off from 21 uh i think i started off with 24 where i was kind of reading before uh, last night when I was kind of digging into all this, but uh, it's good stuff. It's that's good. It's, that's good uh, because I don't know. We'll yeah. No, I was just go gonna ahead. say it's good that you started where you did. Uh, anyway, um, it because uh, I I did kind of want to uh, back up to either twenty verse twenty or verse twenty one because I did have some mm-hmm. kind of some notes on it and. Uh, Okay, so I'm I'm gonna read twenty through uh, twenty two. Okay, and then okay, and then we'll kind of talk about it here. So verse twenty, we start out. So we were talking about um, just a full recap, a little bit. I, I kind of went over that already. We went into the widow's gift and the rich people putting in the uh, offering plate. We went into quite in depth. If you guys haven't heard it, then you need to go back to last week's episode and hear the first part of this. We pretty much covered all the way up until this verse 15 or so. Um, he, he starts telling them, Jesus starts warning everybody about, uh, the destruction that's coming and the, what's going to happen when he returns. So in short, go read it for yourself, but we're starting in verse 20 here. And this is what it says. So, But when you see Jerusalem surrounded by hostile armies, then understand with confident assurance that her complete destruction is near. At that time, those who are in Jerusalem or or in Judea must flee to the mountains, and those who are inside the city, which is Jerusalem, must get out, and those who are out in the country must not enter the city. For these are the days of vengeance, of rendering full justice or satisfaction, so that all things which are written will be fulfilled. That right there is still talking. He And then as we go into verse 23, he's still talking about that uh, destruction in 70 AD that's going to that's gonna happen. And to kind of go mm-hmm. back to what we've already covered in Luke, you remember when in, uh, in the triumphal entry when he wept? That was, this is the reason why he wept right here. He's explaining why he was so upset over the city that he loved. Yeah. And so, uh, 
he what he what he's doing here the reason we backed up to 20 is for the simple fact that he's trying to he's uh, Jesus is trying to in these next in these verses here uh trying to warn any that will listen anybody that's going to listen uh to what's going to happen in this destruction of Jerusalem and uh when when Rome was so we can continue which you're going to find out I do have kind of some statistics Marshall of um, just how devastating it was because it, it was crazy. Yeah, they annihilated this city. Well, I believe it. <clears throat> I absolutely <laughs> believe it. <laughs> but verse twenty three goes on to say, "Woe to those women who are pregnant and those who are nursing babies in those days, for great trouble and anguish will be on the land, and wrath and retribution on the people. And when they uh will fall by the edge of the sword and will be led captive into all nations." Uh, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Now, which is completed. I got to stop there. And I've got to put out a little disclaimer, Marshall. And I don't know how deep you dug into this, but Mm -hmm. you can get just in those two verses, you can get awfully stinking deep. Well, I've got some stuff written down here I wanted to read. And if you want to... After I read this, you can kind of, and it, it pretty much, I, I got this from my little snippet in the Bible because it, it, it explains um, kind of what they're talking about there. But if you don't mind, I want to read that and then we should kind of play off of it. So this is kind of the, this is kind of what I took as a summary from 21 verse 24. Uh, it says, God was allowing this, this being, um, I guess the destruction and stuff. God was allowing this until he was ready to end it. So the the times of Gentiles refers not just to the repeated dis, yeah the repeated destruction of Jerusalem, but also to the continuing and mounting persecutions of God's people. That's when I when I read that uh, verse mm-hmm. twenty four where it says they will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of Gentiles are fulfilled. I didn't understand what that meant. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I read down here. Well, I got says, something to interject there. The times go ahead. Well, um, so when you said you didn't understand that, that, um, and because, and when I said you could go really deep in it is because you, I, I have to encourage everybody and you Marshall listening and it's, uh, let me digress a little bit. It's hard to understand Daniel chapter nine. If you go and read it, so you have to go and research it and look at commentary, see how it reads and everything like that. But um, Daniel nine talking about the abomination of desolation, which we kind of covered a little bit in last week's episode, but this kind of goes into it a little bit more. And it's talking about, um, you know, some would say that Jerusalem is still, well, I don't know. I don't want to step on your toes. So I just want to throw that little nugget nugget out there is like, you want to read this verse, go back to Daniel 9, read that, and try and put them together. Because uh, we, mm-hmm. to be real honest with you, Marshall, we don't have the time in the world on one podcast to get into everything that D- Daniel 9 and these two verses cover. Because then we, we start, that's a whole, right. that's a whole nother podcast series that we'll probably get into afterwards because we've really been <laughs> digging into eschatology. But uh, go on with what you're saying there, Marshall. And I do have some other things to talk about there. No, I mean that that was pretty much it. It was just saying uh, that the 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 what what I was caught on was the the times of Gentiles when I read it, 
And when I came down and read this, it was just saying that it refers not just to the repeated destructions of Jerusalem, but also to the continuing and mounting persecution of God's people until the end. Um, so like I said, when I initially read it in, in the scripture, I was like, well, what does that mean? So I went down and I read what, what it said down below and it kind of, it obviously explains it to you. Uh, but that, that's, that's pretty much what I had there. I didn't dig a little bit. I mean, what this <laughs> right? All right. So let's we'll, we'll explain it just a little bit more. So some would say that Jerusalem is still, you know, in quotations, trampled by the Gentiles, even though um, we see if we look back in history, 1948, uh, a Jewish state was again established in Israel. But then uh, in and in 1968, Israel controlled Jerusalem. But not all of it. So what the, the only part of Jerusalem that is not uh, that is not controlled by Israel right now, and this is wild, that is uh, and, and, and is the Temple Mount, and it's still under Gentile rule. It's still under Palestinian authority. Can you believe that? Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So there are some things no to idea. Jesus's second coming that are have yet to be fulfilled, and that's where kind of this abomination of desolation comes into play in Daniel chapter 9, is that there's like a seven-year, I, I don't know if I could even do it justice at trying to explain it, but there is like a seven-year period and uh, of, so you're going to see, if you go back and look at it, it's going to be talking about weeks of years, which it's, uh, right. sabbatical week. So it, it ends up being when you look it up and you start really digging into studying it and stuff, it's, it's just, it's years is what it's talking about. Mm. 70 years, 77 years. Um, I, I, I tell you, I, I have not had the time so, to take a look at this. So, uh, so if you, I'm going to go back and read from, so 21 verse 24, I'm going to, I'm going to read this whole snippet. I just read the very bottom and this, I think this might kind of touch a little bit on what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. So the times of Gentiles began with Babylon, Babylon's destruction of Jerusalem in 586 BC and the exile mm -hmm. of the Jewish people. Israel was no longer an independent nation, but was under the control of Gentile rulers. In Jesus's day, Israel was governed by the Roman Empire and a Roman general would destroy the city in AD 70. Jesus was saying that the, dom that the domination of God's people by his enemies would continue until God decided to end it. And then it goes in talking about the uh, what, I, what, I, what I already said before. Yeah, so that may touch a little yeah, bit more it's, on what it, you're saying. It does. It does. And like I, like I keep saying, you know, I encourage you to go look at um, Daniel chapter 9 and the correlation that it has with this. But... Um, okay, so getting back to this uh, this destruction. So when when Rome was done in uh, uh, in seventy A.D. with destroying the city, did you know that there wasn't a single uh, there wasn't a single Jew that was left alive except those who were those Christians? And now we got to remember this is after Jesus's ascension. And uh, the gospel is being spread. And so, yes, there were Christians. So these these Christians that have heard this warning, that have heeded this warning, um, they they left the city. So but the, the ones that stayed in there, there wasn't a single Jew in the city that survived. Um, and so for a time, 
the Romans renamed Jerusalem Aelia Capitol Capitolina. If I you might I, I butchered it, but Aelia Capitolina. However, <laughs> I'm not Greek, so <laughs> But they actually renamed Jerusalem, and the cool part about that—not the cool part about it—but um, it, yeah. Why did I say that? It's not. There's nothing cool about it. It. They only would once they destroyed the city and they took it, and they would only let these Jews in after that for once a year, and it was to mourn, uh, like it was to mourn every year f- over the city. Right. Hmm. That's interesting. So. <clears throat> This is how this is how devastating it was, Marshall. One point one million Jews were killed, and ninety seven thousand were taken captive. Wow, that's nuts. Yeah, that is nuts. <laughs> you know, I don't know what. As you're reading this information, it it something comes to my memory. I feel like I read something. I don't know if I read. Because I, I, you know, I, I got to look it on Google and my another app that I have. Because, you know, I started typing in different things. Like, what does this mean? What does that mean? Um, and when, when I, I don't know if I'm sure. just not good at searching things on Google or what it is, but I type stuff in trying to find. And it leads me down these random rabbit tra- trails. And I have a hard time trusting everything that's on the internet, as you should. And so it's hard to right. determine what you're reading on the internet, if it's legitimate or not. And I think that's why oftentimes I don't like to turn to the internet, per se, because... I don't know who wrote it. I don't know where it came from. I don't know where they're getting their information from. So it's hard for me to want to really trust that. Like I like to just read in the Bible and what I can get from here. Now I know there are some good apps out there that can help you understand that kind of stuff. But when I was searching last night, trying to understand, you know, a deeper meaning on certain things, I was just like, I, I don't trust what I'm reading right now. I don't trust some of this stuff. It just doesn't seem legitimate. I don't know. Um, but that's just right. What well, what I'm taking out of when I'm doing when I'm doing studying, I'm taking out of uh, I'm looking at a lot of commentary. I'm looking at you know Spurgeon is a he's he's a biblical commentator and mm. um, has a lot of stuff. You know, it was, it was very uh, well. You know, he's got some good stuff, yeah. and it just yeah. one of one of many that I do end up looking at. Um, do we trust the numbers? I don't know, but it was devastating. We do know that. I mean, they, oh, yeah. it was so devastating. I mean, cause where else are we going to get? We, we have to look throughout history, you know, this destruction right. that happened in Jerusalem was so devastating that they couldn't even, the, the temple was unrecognizable. Uh, what was it that right. I heard, um, that, they still they haven't found they don't it was it was so good of a destruction that you know because they took the Romans took this temple down piece by piece they don't even know exactly where the real where the temple actually sat where it is nowadays right. is uh it is where they thought it might be right but yeah. I mean you got to take it you got to weigh you got to weigh the uh, the commentary. When I'm looking at the commentary, it's like, okay, how does that line up? Does that make sense? Does that make sense biblically? Does it align with right. what the Bible's saying? Does it, you know, there's all this stuff yeah. that's going through your mind when you're studying, and much like a preacher um, <laughs> doesn't know, you know, doesn't yeah. know everything. They were taught something, and everything boils back down to uh, 
these commentators and these biblical scholars and, and, and uh, Flavia, you know, you can also use some of this, uh, some of the writings from like Flavius Josephus. He was a uh, first century uh, historian. So not, and not yeah. everything. What do we, what do we know? The Bible is the infallible word of God. It is true through and through Absolutely. front to back. And we, yeah. we put all of our faith and trust in God's word. But we can use other sources to explain oh, sure. what was going on. Absolutely. It's just it's just making sure that when we do use other sources, make sure that like like Aaron's saying, you know, he's he's finding reliable, uh, good resources that he can trust and that he's found to be reliable. And that's that's the important thing. And that, that that's kind of why I you know I, I brought that up too, is just you know, when I when I got to reading last night, I was just, you know, I'm, I was reading through I click on something and re- kind of read it. I'm like, not that it's not true, but I just got to thinking, I'm like, how do I know this is true? How do I, I don't know where they're getting their information from. I don't know who these people are that are writing this stuff. And I was just like, and so I just got out of it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going back to read my Bible. I, I you know, I, I, I like to pray before I start reading. So that just asking for God to help me mm-hmm. understand his word and to show me what it is that he wants me to, to understand and see while I'm reading it. And, uh, and I just go from there. You know, and and sometimes I can find yeah. stuff in their places, and like the app that I have where you can ask questions or whatever that helps. Sometimes, sometimes you type questions in there, and it just leads you down talking about completely yeah. different things that are completely unrelated to what you're typing in. So it doesn't really help a whole lot, but um, <laughs> that's good sometimes. Anyway, rabbit trail, guys. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, that's that's all right. I'm going to continue that rabbit trail because I, I do use. Um, there's there is one. I use, like I said, I use a lot of commentary to study mm-hmm. God's word alongside, but it's not like I, I have, I like you, Marshall have a hard time trusting godanswers.com or godanswers.org or whatever. If you were to pull that up on Google right. and, see, and find, uh, you know, whatever that is, I, I don't necessarily trust that. Or, uh, course i sure as heck don't use any like i don't know much about wikipedia or whatever but i don't trust that you know but um there's some there's some level of trust that goes into what people smarter than me (laughs) or you oh yeah have come up with yeah you know and then if if you've noticed like if we had this out on a podcast if we had this out on a video podcast then um i'd say it's about 50 50 whether or not i have notes or not most of this uh, is Holy Spirit led. This is what we're, uh, what He's leading us to take out of His Word at that time, and that's why it's okay, we've we've been over this before, Marshall. That it's the living Word of God, and um, mm-hmm. we're going to take different things out of it at different times in our at different seasons in our life. So, but there mm-hmm. is a lot of good stuff out there, and there's a lot of bad stuff out there. It's just what are you gonna? It's true. You got to pray on it, just like you said. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. I have once we get into uh, twenty five through twenty eight, I got some stuff I want to dabble on, and I've got a uh, a quote from Oswald Chambers I'm going to read, but we'll get there in a minute. Oh, heck yeah! So okay, so that's what we're we're getting into is verse twenty five here, and this is actually where Jesus is taking a turn, and now he's going to start mm-hmm. focusing on the uh, his second coming. And this is this verse 25 here is 
is awesome because it's exactly what I've been I, we, I've been studying and Christian has been studying on the the different festivals and the seasons the uh, the modium is what the word is it's God's appointed times and so I'm, I'm gonna read I read verse 25 that. is that where you were going well no no but I was gonna say I um, earlier when I was sitting here waiting for us to start the podcast I read that first. You sent me those two links, and the first one was about the mo- the the modem or moedim or whatever it was. Um, modem. I don't know how you pronounce modem. it. Modem. Yeah, modem. modem. So, so however you pronounce yeah, there, it. Yeah, there is there is there is two words, but yeah. That so anyway, I was reading that, and it was actually it it, it was pretty interesting. I haven't gotten to the second one yet, um, but it is good stuff. It is really interesting stuff. Well, that's good. Now that it's fresh on your mind, now that you've read that article. Think about this in verse 25 as I read it. There will be signs attesting uh, signs which are attesting miracles in the sun and the moon and the stars and on the earth there will be distress and anguish among nations in perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea and the waves. What does that make mm-hmm. you doesn't that make you think of like especially when you've been digging into this whole uh, God's appointed times and the festivals and stuff, which we're going to get into uh, one of the festivals next week in uh, chapter 22 and the Passover. And, uh, and we're probably going to, as we go along here, we're going to start talking a little bit more and more about these festivals, what they signify. They all of course point to Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was really cool in verse 25 that he's, He's created all this, everything we see in the sky, the in the seasons and the times and everything are created to uh, be signs and attesting miracles yeah. is what my translation says. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, no, it, it's, I don't know, it's when, when, when you read what you sent me and it talks about all that and then you, you read in this here, the scripture, uh, it's, it's interesting how much it ties together. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get we'll get a little bit more into that here as we progress through the rest of uh, chapter twenty one here. But um, do you want to you want to kind of lead this off a little bit, Marshall? Sure. Yeah. So um, if you don't mind, I'm going to read through through twenty eight, and then I'll stop after I read twenty eight. So you you ended where did you end? Twenty five. Where did you stop at? Twenty. Okay. So twenty five. I I stopped so, at after twenty five. I read through. Yeah. Okay. All right, so I'm going to pick up on 26. So it says, Men will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. So, of course, I got to read my little snippets and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm going to read my little note that I put here and it says, uh, Jesus talks about his return. The signs that Jesus is talking about relate more to today than before. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Uh, as we as Christians, as we as Christians begin seeing these things more and more, shouldn't we find confidence in that? Knowing that our redemption is drawing near. It's so easy to become fearful during these times. Um, because part of what it's saying there in 21 through 28 I got a little part highlighted here. It says, rather than being terrified by what is happening in our world, we should confidently await Christ's return to bring justice and restoration to his people. 
Um, you know, yes. and that's, that's something is, you know, even, even as Christians, I think it's so easy to get caught up in the worldly things. And, you know, th- there's so much fear mongering going on and you start worrying about the end times. I'm like, well, if we're Christians, uh, we should be excited about the end times because that means we're that much closer to going home with our heavenly mm-hmm. father. But I want to read a quote by Oswald Chambers that I found last night. And I, I read it and I was like, that's perfect. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, it is easy for us to imagine that we will suddenly come to a point in our lives where we are fully prepared, but preparation is not suddenly accomplished. In fact, it is a process that must be steadily maintained. It is dangerous Ooh. to become settled and complacent in our present level of experience. Mm. The Christian life requires preparation and more preparation, Oswald Chambers. So I read that and oh, I was like, well, that ties in yes. perfectly with what I just read there. So I, I thought that was great. I, I loved it. And I took a snapshot. Of, actually, I copied and pasted it and saved it to my phone because um, it's a great reminder to not become complacent in our faith and to be constantly, steadily working and working and working on that faith and being prepared for the coming of Jesus. Because if we become complacent, and when we know Jesus is coming back, if we're not staying prepared and staying digging into God's word, we're not mm. going to be prepared. And Jesus clearly warns us to be prepared, to be on the lookout. You know, he's not mm. just saying mm. that just because, you know, there's there's yeah. a lot of truth behind that. So anyway, that's what I had. Okay. All right. Yeah. We got a lot to even go on with that there. <laughs> that is such a dang good quote, man. Because, I, uh, man, I don't know where to start. I, we okay. We sound we sound like a broken record on here, but this is this is what it all boils down to, and we what we say all the time, and and what it what it is is keep your eyes focused on Jesus. That's it. Uh huh. You know, yeah. Don't don't worry about what the world is doing. Just like the way we went into last week's podcast or a couple podcasts ago, I don't know, but um, that's what he's saying here. At verse twenty six. There's going to be people that are being running around like a chi- like a chicken with their head cut off. And they're going to yeah. be scared of everything, scared of their own shadow during these mm-hmm. times. And of course, I, I, I said last week that uh, this destruction coming is going to feel like the end of the world. And what's Jesus reassuring them here? Mm-hmm. I'm coming back. I'm going to leave for a time, but yeah. I'm coming back. Keep your eyes on me. Be watching for me. Yeah. And I, okay. And I approached a Christian not that long ago about, mm-hmm. I, I hit him up with a several topics and I said, Hey, whether we cover this on the podcast with Marshall and, or just me and you, however that works on the table talks or whatever that is. Uh, I want to cover these podcasts. One of it, one of them was the festivals. The other one was Jesus. When Jesus was here on this earth, he told them, he's like, how, how did you not know that I was coming? It was, mm-hmm. it was, it was prophesied mm-hmm. about, it was written. And so why wouldn't he provide his believers, those people following God's word and reading God's word, things to look out for, things to know that when he's coming back so that we will be ready, that we will not be cut off guard and that we can uh, eagerly await his return. Yes, we may not know and we're not going to know the times the time or the, the day that he's coming or whatever, but he's given us, even looking at these feasts, uh, there is speculation that because everything he fulfilled, he fulfilled the first four feasts, and now there's three remaining feasts left. There's speculation that he will return, and those feasts will coincide with his return uh, somehow, some way. 
So it's just it's it's wildly fascinating, Marshall, and I, it really gets me excited. <laughs> I've been having a good time digging into it, but um, yeah, and you're gonna see you're gonna see that as we get into the parable of the fig tree too. Yep. Hold on, just a second. Okay, so but I really liked verse twenty eight. Now, when these things begin to occur, stand tall, lift your heads up, enjoy, because suffering ends as your redemption is drawing near. Now, we could get into a huge debate, which I was talking to our pastor last night about, um, about <laughs> pre-trib rapture, uh, post-trib rapture, all of that. You know, here's the thing. Whichever way we want to lean, I do tend to lean because of a few verses that I've you know read through in the scriptures that kind of make me lean a little bit towards the pre-trib rapture that God's going to save us from all yeah. this uh, stuff. But then <clears throat> our pastor brought up a good point. He said, he's like, he's going to save us from his judgment, but then uh, the, the effects of the evil one, we may not necessarily be spared from. We may have to do what Jesus is telling us here. When these things begin to occur, stand tall, lift up your heads in joy, because that cannot yeah, uh, the evil one cannot have his hold on us, right? So I see yeah. both sides of yeah. the coin. What I mean, what are you thinking, Marshall? Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I was. Uh, I I'd seen a video, a brief video. It may have been on like Instagram or something like that. Or I was scrolling through Facebook videos, and there was a little somebody had a little video talking about the the tribulation and stuff. And you know, the way he was explaining it was, you know, I it makes me lean more towards pre tribulation, like you were saying, because. You know, this, like you said, the fact of him uh, saving us and rapturing us up before the seven year tribulation, before all that mess happens and, you know, saving his people from that. But, you know, it is as clear as the word is, um, honestly, some of God's word is I don't think we're meant to know exactly everything, because if we knew exactly how it was going to happen and how it's going to be planned out. What's the point in having that kind of that faith and you know what I'm saying and trusting God to be like okay well I know what's going to happen so I can prepare for that you know what I'm saying so it's like if we don't know every little detail well you've got to you gotta you gotta trust and that's why like you just read in 28 to stand up lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near he's he's encouraging you there like hey yeah. like it's going to be okay but be, be prepared to stand strong because it's going to get rough so like your pastor said there you know there's a good possibility maybe it's one of those we will experience a small amount of it, which may be small mm -hmm. to God, but could be huge to us. And then we'll be, and, yeah. and then we'll be resurrected or not resurrected, but you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. You know, it's, it's caught up. <laughs> it's right. you just, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and you know, my making that statement there is what leads us into this uh, verse 29 and, you know, kind of, uh, rebuttaling or rebuting what you were saying that there, we're not meant to know everything. And obviously that's true because we don't know everything. Only God's the one that knows everything. But uh, verse 29, he tells him this parable of the fig tree. So then he tells him, he says, look mm -hmm. at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put out leaves, you know, summer is near or, you know, uh, you see it and know for yourselves that summer is near Thir verse 31. So you too, when you see these things happening, know without any doubt that the kingdom of God is near that, that little section right there is kind of what leads me to believe that 
God in his word has told us that there are things that we have to look out for and not necessarily that we have to look out mm-hmm. for in fear and trembling. Not, and we look, we look forward to his coming, uh, as a, with joy. And even though we will face, yeah. we will either face, he'll either save us or we'll face persecution, but we can face persecution with joy because if we back up in verse 28, our suffering ends uh, at our redemption. So, um, mm-hmm. and joy is completely different from happiness. So we may not be happy in the moment that we are going to be persecuted or that we're going to be fall on all these hard times. We see it in, in our daily lives all the time. And even though I'm not mm-hmm. happy in whatever situation I happen to happen to be in at the time, I do still find joy in the Lord that he's standing mm-hmm. right next to me or he's carrying me through this hard time. Yeah. So I want to read exactly what Aaron just read, but I'm going to read it slower. Essentially, just kind of break it up a little bit because that's 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 how I read things. And it kind of, it kind of I don't know, it just, it kind of changes things. So I'm going to read it. It says, look at the fig tree and all the trees. When they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is near. Even so... When you see these things happening, you know that the kingdom of God is near. I don't know. When I when I slow things down and I break it down mm-hmm. a little bit and I read it slowly, it kind of helps me put it into perspective a little bit. When I just blow through it, I just miss it. But when I slow it down and I read it, there's more to it. Maybe that's just me, but it helps me understand it. But like Aaron was saying, it's just it's God giving us clues on what to look out for and that we can be looking out for what is coming. Right. So, and this is where it's like a roadmap. Verse 32 is kind of where, what's that? I said, it's kind of like a roadmap, you know, just a little bit of guidance there. Yeah. And so he, he's going to say now, you know, reading it starting in verse 32, this is where I kind of considered him, uh, Jesus kind of going now back and forth. Now he's doing the he's doing the full recap now, and uh, <coughs> excuse me. So he he goes on in verse thirty two here. I assure you, most solemnly say to you, this generation, those living at the definite period of time preceding the second coming, will not pass away until everything takes place. Okay, I. Uh, when I when I initially read this, Marshall, I was reading out of the CSB, so I didn't see that other le- little context. So I had a completely different mindset when I was reading it. Reading it out of the Amplified here, it says those living at the definite period of time preceding the second coming. So initially, I thought that he was going back and he's talking about the disciples. Now, there's going to be some of you that are going to see this take place, uh, whoever he was, you know, or maybe not disciples, but... Um, those the people he was trying to warn there was going to be some of them that were still going to be living that we're going to have to flee the city and uh Mm -hmm. that that was my initial thought on it now reading it again and seeing that little sub note in there saying that that is preceding the second coming uh another thought that i do have on that is that uh it means that there's going to be people living whether that's this generation or that gen- whichever generation is living at the time, whoever's reading through God's word at the time and is a believer, they're going to be reading this and they're, you know, 
he's going to come back while there are people still alive. It's not like everybody on the earth is yeah. going to die off and Jesus is going to come back. No, there are going to be people living uh, when he comes back. Yeah. And like I said before, mm-hmm. how great of a sight will that be? <laughs> oh, <laughs> honestly, I, I I hope I get to see that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's yeah. going to be a crazy time, <laughs> be a lot going on, but what a sight to see. Like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I, either way, you're going to see it, I would think, but I, I want to experience that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know, when you, when you, uh, here's a little comedic relief, I guess, you know, you think about, um, these Marvel movies and, you know, when Thor comes down, you know, every time he lands, he lands with like one knee on the ground and head down, mm-hmm. you know, like when he drops yeah. out of the sky, have you ever seen that? I kind of mm-hmm. think of like Jesus oh, yeah. doing the, doing the Thor move when he comes <laughs> down, just like, you know, you can hear it. He just, Whoa! And then just boom. <laughs> Where do you the think they got that idea sh- from? Yeah, exactly. I mean, good possibility. <laughs> like y'all want to, like you know, for you guys to like some bass in your car, you're gonna get some bass, bass, and some bass like you've never heard before. In That's your right. Life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so. Verse 33 goes on to say, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. How true is that? Mm -hmm. You know, his words, God's word is eternal. And he's, um, and and so pulling a you, Marshall, I'm going to read this little subtext, this little thing at the bottom of the study Bible here. It says, the disciples had the assurance that Jesus's promises concerning the end times were more certain than creation itself. God made an unconditional and unilateral covenant, and he will keep it. God's a man of his word. (laughs) Yep. Yep. And verse 34 goes on to say, but be on guard, just like what we've been talking about, Marshall, so that your hearts are not weighed down and depressed with the giddiness of debauchery and the nausea of self-indulgence and the worldly worries of life. And then that day when the Messiah returns will not come on you suddenly like a trap. It's just so many more things keep piling up here. It be on your guard so that it will not come on you suddenly like a trap. I mean, what what are we supposed to take out of this? I mean, you don't want to be, I don't want to be caught off guard. And so yeah. the, it just makes you think that there are, there are things to watch for. He's given us uh, instructions in his word, just like the prophets did, talking about Jesus coming, you know, Jesus coming in the flesh um there there's there's something in there and we just haven't uh really broke through on it yet or i really want to get into what are some of the things i know it's a touchy subject because there's so many differing opinions and nobody knows exactly what to how to take this Mm -hmm. i like are we are we at 36 uh, yeah, well, yeah. Verse thirty-five said, "For it'll come upon all those who live on the face of the earth." So, um, if you're a prepper right now and you're thinking that come the end of the world you're going to escape to your cave, I'm sorry, but you can't escape God. So, you might as well just give up on that plan right now. <laughs> so, so, I want to read thirty-five, and then and then I'm going to go back and read my explanation that I have for thirty-four to okay. thirty-six. I mean, I, all right. <laughs> I love it. It's so true, though. It is so true. Uh, 
So 36 says, be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen and that you may be able to stand before the Son of God. I underlined that part right there and that you may be able to stand before the Son of God. He's mm. God is Jesus is telling you right there, dude, prepare your heart, prepare your mind, be in the word, understand what's going on. Don't be get caught off there. Don't be, don't get caught off guard. Why? So that you may be able to stand before the son of God. I want to be able to stand before the son of God prepared and say, Heck yeah. I mean, I didn't know everything, but I knew a little bit. And I was somewhat prepared, as prepared as I could possibly be based on what you told me and as much as I could possibly understand it in my human form. Or you can be caught off guard, maybe not a Christian, maybe a Christian, maybe a lazy Christian. And you're just like, I mean, I heard about it in Sunday school once, but I never really dug into it since. So what's up? <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. I don't want to be that guy. I really don't. I don't want to be that guy. So I underlined that and I wrote with an arrow pointing to it. Very important. Never forget. Um, because it is. It is very important. You don't want to forget that stuff. And and here's the thing. We nowadays, and, uh, you know, we, we can rely on the Holy Spirit. He is our comforter. He is uh, the one who leads us, who helps us understand, gives us wisdom, gives us strength and ability. See that in verse 36, pray mm -hmm. that you may have the strength and ability to be found worthy. Okay. And then here's these things. If I had to underline something, if you know, I would underline this to escape all of these things that are going to take place. Another, another argument towards the pre-trib rapture. And I'm, I'm trying to remain neutral on this because I don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not getting into this to, uh, uh, ruffle feathers or to get into an argument with somebody. I mean, but it's just things that I take out of scripture is <clears throat> to escape all these things that are going to take place and to stand in the presence, like you were saying, of the Son of Man. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just things keep pointing. Like if you want to escape, it, ultimately, if you want to escape death, then go to Jesus. Jesus <laughs> is the only way we can all escape death and judgment yep. and uh, punishment eternally. Mm -hmm. So I, I want to read my explanation here that, that goes through uh, chapter 21, verse 34 through 36 real quick. Cause again, it, it helps and it helps you understand it, but it's, it says Jesus told the disciples to keep a constant watch for his return. Although nearly 2000 years have passed since he spoke these words, their truth remains. Christ is coming again and we need to watch and be spiritually fit. This means working faithfully at the tasks God has given us. Don't let your mind and spirit be dulled by careless mm. living, drinking, or foolishly pursuing pleasure. Don't let life's anxieties overburden you so that you will be ready to move at God's command. And then this, this is touching on specifically 21 verse 36. It says, Only days after telling the disciples to pray that they might escape persecution, Jesus himself asked God to spare him the agonies on the cross. If that was God's will, it is abnormal to want to suffer. But a but as Jesus' followers, we are willing to suffer if by doing so we can help build God's kingdom. We have two wonderful promises to help mm -hmm. us as we suffer. 
God will always be with us. Matthew 28, 20 talks about that. And he will one day rescue us and give us eternal life. And that's talked about in Revelation 21, 1 through 4. So a little bit more insight and uh, just some good promises there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I did have a little uh, kind of backing up. If you, if anybody listening wants to go and check this out, you can also, um, uh, I'll remind you about Daniel. Daniel's really good about, uh, you know, talks about the second coming. And also um, another point of reference would be Revelation. I have it written uh, next to verse 25, Revelation chapter 6, 8 through 9. So, um, you know, in your own time, go read through that and uh, see how it all lines out together. And, you know, that was just another one of those uh, supporting scriptures. But yeah. um, I don't really think that we need to go, Marshall, into 37 and 38. It, there's not much there. Um, Jesus is teaching, and at night he would go out and he would spend the night on the Mount of Olives. and. Uh, people were coming to, to him to listen. So that's about where uh, chapter 21 uh, ends ends yes. out. So. Yep. And so we've got about, what, three more chapters here? We've got a, was it got a 24, isn't that right? It ends in 24, and then it goes on. <coughs> yeah. Goes yeah. On so depending on how much, depending on how much we get into this, uh, 24, Two is a very long chapter, so we may not get all the way through that. So we've got probably um, twenty-three. Yeah. So I mean, these last few chapters are are awfully long. So we'll see what we can do about how, how all that works. Might just split each one up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's it's going good, and it's it's always been interesting, and it's getting even more. And of course, you know, we're getting into the reason why Jesus came in the flesh. That's mm-hmm. that's what we're getting at here real soon. So, anyway, and you know, there's some there's some things to talk about in there as far as uh, you kind of touched on it a little bit tonight, Marshall, about the uh, about his anguish about going to the cross, and we'll describe that a little bit more in in detail when we when we get there. But yeah, anyway. So that's that. Luke chapter 21. So well, we made it we made it a little shorter. <laughs> yeah. 53, 54, maybe an hour roughly. <laughs> right. Hour, whatever. By the time we add the music to it, which by the way, um whoever we had on here, you guys need to go and check them out. Uh, listen to the music at the end of the podcast. Great musicians we've got on here. So uh, follow their links, yeah. give them a follow, download their music, whatever you want to do. Um, I don't exactly know who it's going to be, but of course, as usual, I will make sure to plug them in our Facebook posts, plug them in our uh, in the show notes here. So yeah, check them out. Mm-hmm. But uh, guys, hey, thanks for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. We always have a good time coming in here every week. If you guys could do us a favor, share this podcast podcast with somebody this week. And hey, I Marshall, I was lost without you last week. I'm sure I forgot a bunch of junk on this outro, but uh, <laughs> um, hey, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever it is, get on there. Give us a good rating. Give us a good review. 
we'll we'll shout out to you if you guys leave us a review. Um, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I, I'll check it every so often. And um, yeah, and hey, Marshall, I'm going to go ahead and say, if you guys want to message us for any reason at all, I don't care what it is. We want your input. We want your. We want to talk with you guys. Mail at undauntedpursuit.com is our email. And, of course, the social medias are always open for messages, too. I can respond to those pretty quickly. But uh, what else, Marshall? That's really it. Just to recap, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or now it's X. I don't know. Um, email. Mail I saw that the other day, by the way. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what guys, the heck is there's, up with there's plenty of ways to reach out to us. It's a it's an Elon Musk thing. He changed it to X. I don't know what the X represents. I hadn't looked into it. I'm not so sure I want to in this day and age. So <laughs> maybe I should. So I'm, so I'm aware what it, what, it, what it stands for. But anyway, uh, yeah, guys, go you know listen to us, follow us, like us, YouTube. We don't have videos up there, but we do have mm-hmm. everything in audio. Uh, still follow us, like us, click the little notification tab, all that good stuff. We'd love to hear from you. We love you guys. We appreciate all that you do. And I think that's all we got. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, oh, hey, I did set up, I mean, it's kind of a personal LinkedIn um, and also an Undaunted Pursuit LinkedIn. So we're on LinkedIn now, too. I mean, you can search. I don't know if it'll pull it up with Undaunted Pursuit Podcast, but yeah, Aaron Shadaisky, if you want to search LinkedIn and um, or undone a pursuit podcast. However, that looks, I, I don't, I still Marshall don't understand this whole LinkedIn thing. I'm trying. I, I don't know what it's all for, you know, but, um, you know, LinkedIn is just a platform, I think to make connections with other professionals, you know, career professionals, um, people, you know, sometimes these companies will reach out to people through LinkedIn because a lot of people post their resumes mm-hmm. and their bios and all that stuff on LinkedIn. So it's an easy way for people to see who you are and what you got to offer. So, uh, anyway, it's, 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 it's a cool platform. Well, there we go. Hey, if we have any other podcasters on there that want to like invite us on their show or however we, you know, we'll get on there and discuss the Bible with you. We'll discuss Jesus with you. I don't know. And especially, um, if I ever finally get moved to Arkansas when we're closer together, Marshall, then, uh, maybe that'd be a little bit more, uh, able to happen. So anyway, well, we'll see how all that goes. Yeah. But all right, for now, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. See you later. My son, I see your pain. I know that it runs deep. I know why you don't sleep. I know why you run the streets. I know why you stop praying. I know why you don't believe. Hardly ever seeing Christians practice what they teach. I know they said they follow me, but the fruit is missing. I know they said some things about you, and you won't forgive them. But listen to me, I'm forgiving you, and you've done plenty. What if I did the same, my brother? You would not be living. Yeah. In my hands, man. Please let me help you understand that I am here for you, and I won't leave you. I won't stand back. Yeah, my love is shall remain forever, and you can find it in the red letters. Find it in the red letters. You can find it in the red letters. I won't leave or forsake you. Find it in the red letters. You can find it in the red letters.
but you been going through some things You hold it in, but you been feeling like you about to scream No one to talk to, but did you forget about me? It's been a minute since I've heard from you, it's been weeks Look, I am your best friend, get it off your chest, friend Relax a bit and tell your brother what's going on, what's happening You're feeling like your prayers ain't active, but I'm removing things Don't that truck up on them ad-libs Thank you.